Hey guys, welcome to the e-commerce paradise podcast. I am so excited to have my friends on the podcast today, Brian and Aaron, um, longtime friends. Um, we met over the internet and we're still hanging out over the internet. It's really fun. Um, you guys, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the e-commerce paradise podcast guys. Thanks Thank so much. We're stoked a, to be here. Yeah, it's so awesome to be here and finally connect with you in this capacity. <laughs> and connect with the audience as well. Cause um, everybody out there, I think we're all kind of going through the same thing. We're trying to figure this online business stuff out. And you guys have been uh, doing this for a long time now. Uh, you've been successful. You've also started a business now to help other people become successful. Um, and not just anybody, but you are really focusing on uh, couplepreneurs, people that are with their significant other working together to build an online business. I think that's so awesome. Um, there's tons of people out there. I think it's one of the biggest things that everybody wants to do is have a business and work with their significant other so that they don't have to work their same day job all the time too, you know, and you can hang out all the time and go do cool stuff and travel the world. Um, let's just start talking about your guys' journey, how you guys got started, how you met and how you decided to go into business and how you, you know, manage that. Cool. Yeah. You want to fire it up? Yeah. So, um, so it all started for me back in 2012 when I was in the fire station and some dude was approaching me about some network marketing opportunity and, you know, three years passed, did the whole contact your friends, family and acquaintances sort of thing, burned through that list in about two months or so and was left struggling for three solid years until I started learning about online business and how to actually set up a business online. So from that journey, um, we ended up meeting in an entrepreneurial group. Of, there was like 17,000 people in this group. And I would go in there, it was a private group, a members only sort of thing. And I would go in there at night sitting at the fire station on my phone answering people's questions about their blog in WordPress because I was really, really good at it. And the guys in there who owned the company, they're all like, hey, you know, you gotta be of, you know, contribute to the greater good of everyone. And I was just like, okay, well, what can I do from the fire station? Mm -hmm. That's how we got connected one night on February 17th of 2016. I was yeah. fresh out of a divorce. I was in like one of the lowest parts of my life. I was like, what is there to life? Why am I even doing this thing? And then the universe puts this goddess right in front of me. And, it, and, it, and I, I want to say it was history after that. Everything else was just like a fairy tale. But, you know, it took a while for us to actually connect and everything. Yeah, I was in Toronto and, like Brian, struggling with a network marketing business and really banging my head against the wall. It was two years and I hadn't made a dime yet. So I was really frustrated, you know, spending my last resources on this training, trying to figure out how to build an online business that was actually going to make money. And so, yeah, one night I was asking WordPress questions and trying to figure out how to put this blog together because the blog like that thing that was like, clicking like finally I'm putting out blog posts but my blog was hideous and people were finally connecting with me so that was kind of a pivotal moment and connecting with Brian um, I was at the end of a relationship that was really also struggling so I was not in the best place so Brian and I connected over broken hearts and we also connected over this business thing so we became buddies 
really quick because we were sharing a lot with each other. And I think that what really made me fall for Brian was that just like understanding that there was somebody else out there who had the same dreams and desires that was thinking bigger that wanted to help people and travel the world and kind of live on his own accord um him and this other guy in australia that i was working with both good guys and i was like oh my gosh there's good guys out there like i was just blown away that there are actually good guys out there who were ambitious who wanted to take the world by the horns and um yeah so that was kind of our love story um and then when we finally met in person um it was with my network marketing company at the time this personal development cruise so we met in london at heathrow airport for the very first time in the flesh um and went on a 15-day personal development cruise together <laughs> So everyone was like, who's this guy? Because the year before I brought my ex-boyfriend, who was not a match. So everyone's like, who's this amazing human you're with this year? And then we were like, oh, we should tell them we're adventure partners. And it was a joke. And then we told them at dinner at the exact same time, they're like, so what's with this guy? What's with your relationship? And we both said, well, we're adventure partners. And then we looked at each other and we're like, oh my God, it's official. Yeah. <laughs> And then on that cruise, see this silhouette on my shirt? We actually set up one of our phones on one of the recliners on the top deck of the pool deck, and we stood by the railing, <laughs> and we took this picture locking arms like this without even thinking that, oh, we're gonna make a silhouette logo of this, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna make the logo of our business, because that wasn't even a thought. No and idea. so we were just like, just goofing around, and it ended up turning out into our logo. <laughs> I had no idea that was even you guys as the logo. That's so cool to know that now. <laughs> so it's kind of a, a, a love story that we were sharing online turned into a business eventually. Yeah. And so the evolution of all that is I really liked the idea of, of network marketing because it was kind of like a business in a box. But there was, I've been a part of, between the two of us, five different network marketing companies. Each. And there was something in each of them that we didn't resonate with even before we met. Um, and then after we met, being a part of companies together. And it was just like, we made money in all of them. But the problem was that there was something that was just not authentically us. And so... What we came to conclusion was we want to create our own business online. We want our own products. We want our own services. We want to be able to stand 100% behind what we created. And so that's why we went the membership portal route, the membership site, and then also we drop ship uh, print-on-demand t-shirts also. That's awesome. I think that there are so many good aspects to network marketing and some of them are the community building part of it. I know that's why I joined one when I got into network marketing years ago. Um, I wanted to be a part of a bigger community and I want to be a part of a peer group, a networking group where I could always hang out and talk shop and go out and like, you know, eat mm -hmm. meals and stuff and hang out with these people. It was a really good time. Um, and then I kind of saw the dark side of it too, which was like a lot of these weird commission structure things where I wasn't, I was working really hard. I was kind of only working on my own like um, network, my 
my own like uh, my family and friends, which I didn't really want to sell to my family and friends. Honestly, I wanted to sell the people that actually wanted yeah. to use them outside of my personal network. But um, you know, beyond that, it was it was that I wouldn't even be making much money up front until way later on down the road. And a lot of them are kind of structured that way. And there's so many different types. They go they range from like financial services to insurance to all sorts of different products and stuff like that. Um, but the one thing I did get out of it was a lot of experience in uh, sales and marketing. And so that was what I really got into it in the first place to do was just getting experience, you know? And I also met a really cool group yeah. of friends actually through it all too. Some of my best friends I still hang out with today that weren't even a part of it. Um, they were just going to like the network marketing meetings and, and, and hanging out and stuff like that to see, you know, cause they were invited or whatever. And, and we met up and now we hang out and go hiking sometimes and, and hang out in different parts of the world. So, um, you know, there's a lot of good things That's that came from it too. Cool. And I think it's, it's a starting point for a lot of people. Like mm -hmm. you said, it's a business in a box opportunity. Um, you just you get in, you pay a fee and you start learning. It's, it's like anything else really. It's uh, mm -hmm. the only, the only problem I have is sometimes they try to market to you like it's a, uh, a job or a business opportunity or something like that, which in reality, it's, it's a little bit different than that. It's, it's more like signing up to be like a real estate agent or something like that, you know, um, getting licensed if it's insurance, that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. So, um, uh, well, yes. do you want to, do you mind mentioning the, the exact type of network marketing companies you worked with at all? Or, um, or is that something you don't want to, <laughs> yeah, we can, um, <laughs> a few of them. we won't name the name, you names or no. Yeah. If you want to, I mean, it's up to you. I'm sure people that listen to this probably don't care, but I think it's yeah. kind of funny. There's so many of them. I'll totally mention the ones I went. Uh, I mean, it's just interesting. I, well, yeah. one of the biggest, well, ones out there, the... what's the one that does the uh, health food one, the, um, like the nutrient something um neutral life or new uh there's a lot of there's like one really big one uh, i can't even remember the name like now isogenic uh, it's, it's even here in thailand surprisingly they have one down they have like one of their offices is down the street here on a, on a, on the on new uh dts station it's uh neutral life neutral life right is that what it's called anyways neutral life uh, and Mary yeah. Kay, of course, that's another one that's of the big uh, uh, MLM network marketing companies. Um, they do cosmetics, of course. You were in Mary Kay? Well, I wasn't in it, but I actually knew someone that was, and we went to one <laughs> of their meetings. <laughs> I went with Juliana because that was <laughs> – so, yes, I did go to a Mary Kay meeting. I was the only guy in the room. <laughs> no doubt. Nice, <laughs> nice. Cool. nice. I, I love being surrounded so by the company. I'm totally fine with you. <laughs> <laughs> so I started off in Ambit Energy, which they do electricity cells and then also solar cells. Uh, so people could get solar panels on their houses or electric and natural gas. And then that led into uh, Kayani, which is like a, a little supplement company. Uh, he reeled me into that one. And then I was in, because uh, he was like, man, all these guys are, are jumping home from the fire station. And yeah. if we stack them up under you, you'll just make money. And I was like, okay. So I was like, yeah. But it seemed like everybody was kind of doing that with that company. Yeah. Um, I was in, my first one was Prosperity of Life, um, which is like personal development okay. stuff. What else were we in? Then I got into Roden and Fields because someone told me that, hey, this is perfect for anyone with skin. And so I was <laughs> like, oh my gosh, everyone has skin. This is brilliant. Yeah. And uh, turns out that's not the case. Yeah. Um, we then did. we got into uh, World Ventures because yeah. uh, after we started Be Adventure Partners, uh, we were approached. We were approached in Toronto, like, oh my gosh, you guys are in travel. This would be perfect for you. Mm. Turn to find out we don't like to travel and do the resort thing. We like to stay off the beaten path. Yeah. We rent whole houses. Like the, the Airbnb that we're in right now 
is three stories and then also a basement. And so awesome. it's, I mean, it's huge. huge. We it's, don't need this much space. Yeah. So, I mean, climbing up and down stairs all day. I mean, it's just hilarious. But we like to stay in really cool places. Like when we were in uh, Gigante, Nicaragua, we rented this two-story house that had a zero-edge pool. It was in its own private cove. And we had a maid Sexy. that came once a week, gardener and a pool guy that came twice a week. And it was just beautiful place. The howler monkeys were right there in the oh. trees within 10 feet of us every single morning. And you can hear the waves crashing because they literally were just right there because we're right mm -hmm. at the cove for like 65 us a night yeah. it's like okay let's do this it's so much better and so, that's why we yeah. haven't been to your side of the pond yet because we're like hooked on central america yeah. yeah central america's got some amazing places so i think that was all we have to go check out some of central america and south america more but yeah you guys Heck gotta keep yeah. the time yeah. one of these days <laughs> i'll show you around a little bit yes the biggest Perfect. problem in all these places has been internet connections. And so yeah. hopefully yeah. Thailand is no, it's better the same than out here, trust Central me. America. <laughs> if, you're, if you're outside of the big city, there's uh, an issue with the internet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bali is, is uh, one of the worst because, you know, of course, it's a big island. You have to find the co-working spaces or the Starbucks or something, you know, or, or suffer <laughs> with on and off internet. Wow. I actually do a trick. Good I get the, uh, I get the unlimited uh, data um, SIM card on my phone um, that's available here in, in Thailand. And that way I can just plug into my hotspot. You know, yeah. the worst case scenario happens. I mean, yeah. nice. Starbucks, and it totally works. And it's only, um, it's only like 500 baht a month, which is 15 bucks for unlimited internet for the whole month. So it's total steal. It's awesome. It's really cool. <laughs> it's, just, it's like nothing, totally cool. nothing compared to what it, it costs back in the States for that similar service. So um, yeah, you guys definitely got to make it out here. But yeah. um, in the meantime, I think I might actually uh, be coming out there. Yeah, we're coming out to the States in September, October. So really excited to visit, um, be back stateside again. And so they're really fun. Um, and you guys have been doing some awesome traveling. Um, do you want to talk more about the, the travels you guys have been doing recently? Yeah, so the travel is a byproduct of the business we built online. Like, if, you, if you're going to go somewhere for three months, five months, uh, we were in Central America from April of 2017 until just recently when we flew to Texas for a conference. Um, it, it literally is, you've got to think about the travel as what sort of freedom do you want in your life? And how can you achieve that freedom? I can tell you right now, working as a firefighter, 24 hours on shift, 48 hours off shift, I didn't get enough vacation to do that. And so there was a decision that had to be made. And it was something that it's like, okay, let's start a business online. Let's build it up. And then at some point you're like, you know what? This job is now an <laughs> option. And that is the, the, the pivotal point mm -hmm. where you tip the scale and it's like, I just won my freedom. Yeah. I think that the, the big thing, like when you're choosing where to go, you gotta know, like, you're still gonna be working. Like yeah. Trevor, you're working right now. You're working and you're in a beautiful country, but it's like choosing we're working right now. We have a beautiful view, but it's like, you're choosing a place to have a beautiful view while you build this puppy. Like you got to build it so that 
and work your ass off now, excuse me, so you can have the awesome life. Like you're having the awesome life along the way. And I think that it's all about the journey. So if you're choosing to have this incredible view in other countries, you're experiencing different cuisine mm. and stuff, you know, maybe you find a place that's uh, close to the beach. So in the morning you can go hang out on the beach. Like when we were in Mazunte, Mexico, we were hanging out on the beach every single morning. It was like absolutely the best way to wake up in the morning. The only problem, Wi-Fi. So like <laughs> there's lots of projects like at that time, we went on an e-course rampage and we just started like pumping out e-courses, recording them. We couldn't upload them, but we record, record, record. And then we went to Costa Rica. We ended up going to the city because we were like, we got to find somewhere that's got good internet. So we ended up going to San Jose, not the best city ever, but we had a sick view and we had everything you ever needed in this awesome little condo with like a pool, a gym, and then right next door was a beautiful grocery store. So like you're not going on adventures every day. Like that's like, I don't know if you guys are, but you're for us, like we're not going on adventures every day. We're enjoying the view. And then in between chunks and blocks of working our asses off, that's when we're going on adventures. So that's kind of the reality check that people need to know about because I think a lot of people think that, you know, we're going out, we're playing every day. Well, that's not necessarily true, but we are writing our schedule and how our day plays out. So if we don't want to start working till noon because we meditated, we ended up, you know, having a beautiful workout or eating some gorgeous food for breakfast and journaling, like we had our own morning and then we work all afternoon. So... Yeah. So whenever it comes to like traveling, paint yourself into where it is that you want to be living your life yeah. and you're developing this on your terms. And so that was a huge takeaway for me is that, you know, I was living in Austin, Texas. I was being a firefighter there and I had to continue clocking in and have these spurts of, you know, time off, but it wasn't ever enough. And so the, the traveling is amazing. Initially, when we started off, we started off in Belize um, because we we're like, ah, oh, you know, we'll just start kind of north and then head, our, head south. And so originally we had the idea that, okay, we're going to stay in places for like two or three nights. Then we're going to move to another area and then mm -hmm. stay a couple days and then move so that we can experience all these places. Well, finding places to stay and that, that was very time consuming and making sure that it had decent internet. It took up a lot of time. So we ended up learning about uh, how that's called binge traveling. And we didn't really like that because it was wearing us out because we did that for a couple months straight. And then after that, we were just, I was like, I am freaking worn out. I can't concentrate. I need to stay somewhere and rejuvenate. So we started staying in places like two, three or four weeks or even like a month and a half, two months and just like grow some roots, spread, unload our bag, unpack for once yeah. and just like live in an area like a local. And so I really enjoy that longer term, more tr you're a traveler at that point, you become a local. Mm -hmm. uh, we did a lot of really cool excursions, but we never went with the big excursion companies. We always met locals and said, hey, who do you know that could take us on XYZ? 
And so we would go to, on really cool trips and stuff, like within these countries, you know, going through Belize and Guatemala, Honduras, Nicaragua, Costa Rica, and had really, really cool experiences yeah. doing more of the local thing. And a lot of people talk with us about the travel aspect. They're all like, like, what companies do you go through to get these travel experiences? And we say, we go somewhere and we meet people. And then and trust. those people will point us in the right direction. And you end up saving a whole ton of money that way because the, it's a lot, it costs a lot less to live like a local mm. than to live on a resort and do all the resort packages where there's like a 200, 300% markup on something that you could have done for, for a lot less. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. happens a lot out here. Like you end up like <laughs> with a Rasta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah, they they hire the local guy, you know, to to fulfill the service yeah. for them, <laughs> and you end up getting on the little the long exactly. guy, and you know he's got the machine behind him. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty funny. That's so cool. But yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. so that's kind of like the evolution yeah, of the travel, I say. And I'm glad that you guys have had so many yeah. good experiences already with your with your travels and. Um, you know, you've, you've gotten to that place that we're kind of at now, like we're, uh, Juliana and I have realized that we needed to kind of, you know, um, slow down a little bit after you've know, been traveling for a while. And yeah, I do agree. It's very tiring. And it's also not just tiring, uh, physically, um, like actually like having to move around so much. It's tiring because you're not always eating a healthy diet when you travel, you know, you have to eat at restaurants and stuff like that. So you're always consuming a lot of, you know, half healthy food. Maybe you, you try sometimes. And then there's of course the the like the beers and the coffees and stuff you probably shouldn't be drinking like you know i'm just talking from personal uh, experience here <laughs> and then um and then not only that but it's it, yeah. <laughs> there we go all right cool yeah, to do. um yeah, gotta have that beer um and then uh you know you got your mental <laughs> as well you know you just like literally just need a yeah. solid place to come back to that you recognize that is like relaxing that you can sit down you mm -hmm. know the internet's gonna work you know the coffee pot's gonna work. You know you can wash your clothes. You know what I mean? Like there's just something about like humans mm -hmm. and and needing routine and a nice safe place to come back and have home at and stuff like that. It, it's really relaxing. Yeah. I think it helps a lot with with productivity too. You know, getting work done. Like you guys are saying, yeah. it's really important. Yeah. Yeah. Big cool. time. Like those chunks of time where you're like, okay, over the next while we're going to produce an e-course well if we know that that's coming up we're like we better grow roots somewhere for like a month or even a couple weeks just to like make sure we can focus because you know that Airbnb game or you know shopping around for places to stay like that's really time consuming and the worst part is if you don't plan ahead which we often don't plan ahead then we are chasing a good place last minute and we're like Ugh. and Slim like you guys like we don't have a home like we are literally like living wherever we are with our stuff and we're together like we're living there yeah so it's like you're kind of always chasing a place and then if you leave it last minute then it's hard to find something good and you don't want to be hanging out working at a place that's gross like you want to be in a comfortable place where right? you can we've, actually we've experienced like, gross places out here and it's just not fun <laughs> like you know roaches and ants and uh and and you know well in, in thailand they have it so the shower is literally like on top of the toilet practically and the bathroom is like all in this one thing there's just <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, and, and they have to have a hot, hot water heater on the wall. And so of course, if that breaks, you got cold water going on and I haven't had that happen yet. But, um, but yeah, we finally found this really nice apartment. So we decided like, 
you know, it was just luck. It was, it was an Airbnb and this place is just falling, man. And like, it feels like a freaking hotel here. Um, and it's fully furnished, you know, like just over 500 bucks a month us, you know, which is insane to think about for the value. And, um, and it, you know, it's like 13, 14th floor, whatever, overlooking the city. Like it's just, it's so cool. And, and, and here I'll just show you guys cause I'm on here. So that's the kitchen. You get a tour of the apartment right now. Live on the podcast. Nice. Yeah. So it's pretty chill living room. You know, we got oh, the tree here. Cool. He's chilling, you know, got the, got the um, kitchen. So anyway, um, it sounds like you guys have an amazing cool. place, but uh, we actually signed a six month lease on our place. Just because, like you were saying, it's just so much easier to settle down and, and get good work done. We can always travel still. You know, there's tons of places we can travel. Mm-hmm. We can go back to the States and back. And we are going to do that for a month um, and come back again. But at 580 bucks a month U.S., it's like, it's a no-brainer, you know? I mean, it's saving so much money. Um, for the cost of the similar accommodation in Los Angeles, it's probably close to like three to $5,000 a month just because it's fully furnished. And, um, and yeah, it just mm-hmm. like... I don't even know if this would even exist, honestly, just because how nice it is. But um, you can find a lot of good deals, I guess, on the other side of the globe. And, you know, in developing countries that have really good, um, you know, uh, infrastructure, like Thailand is, is a great example of a, of a place where, like, uh, the infrastructure is still developing. And yet they have these really nice, luxurious uh, accommodations for super cheap. It's, it's just like... It was almost like, you know, if you're in the States 20 years ago or something like that, um, and they had this kind of technology still, it's... it's kind of cool <laughs> it's like traveling back and wow <laughs> so but, yeah, it feels good to finally settle down that's a so bit. cool um i wanted to get kind of the next section of this podcast i wanted to get your guys's take on what it takes to build an online business everybody always wonders like what exactly is an online business a lot of people that listening to this podcast probably you know just getting started and they're thinking do i do drop shipping do i do like an information product should i write a book what, you know, how do I get started? I'm, you know, and they're probably bouncing around a lot of different things while they're working a job, while they're managing their family life, home life, whatever. Um, can you guys go about the, you know, maybe step-by-step as, as much as you can for how to build, you know, an online business the way you guys have? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. It starts with your idea. It really does. A lot of people that we run into, because a lot of people contact us about setting up businesses, they... <laughs> are wanting to start off with a product or service and build a company around that. And they lose passion, they lose authenticity. And so what we've found is that if you start off with what you enjoy in life, like it doesn't have to be your favorite passion or hobby because you can get burned out on that also, but something that you've got some interest in and you don't have to be an expert in it um, at all because like people wanna see that growth process through you, through your business, and everything that you're putting your your hands on. And so starting off with your idea is definitely the first place to start because you can say, oh, I'm gonna start off with drop shipping or I'm gonna start off with doing e-courses or selling ebooks and info products and stuff like that. Um, if you start off with your idea, then you can then mold a product or service around that and then figure out what is the best product or service to offer. Mm -hmm. And so if you think about what Sir Richard Branson talks about, a business is an idea that helps people's lives and it enriches their lives in some way. So what impact are you going to make in society, in humanity, in our earth, in the universe? What impact are you going to make if you start off with that? then you now have 
a path to go down. Like now you could say, okay, well, I need to go down the drop shipping route. So, you know, let's go to e-commerce paradise. Let's learn about all the ropes and tools and all the different plugins and stuff for Shopify and how to make it super, super sexy so that, you know, people have countdown timers, all the bells and whistles on that. Or if you want to go more of the membership site, like there's so many different ways to create a membership site and, and then getting into potentially having affiliates. Like we're just now getting our affiliate game on. And like yesterday we had eight affiliate sales, which was like the most ever in the history of our business at one particular time. Yeah, it was like within like 30 minutes of each other. It was like, ding, ding, One lady ding, was just ding. on fire and she just kept on freaking making it happen. And we're like, right. rock and roll. Yeah. <laughs> so I think like from the idea, like you have to be so zesty about the idea that you are excited to learn more about it, that you're excited to do the research and keep kind of plugging in, learning more, evolving with the journey. And then I think also, you know, the next phase after you figure out what you want to offer, who, who are you selling this to? Like who is even interested in this? So those three things kind of go hand in hand. You know, you can't have one without the other. Like as soon as the idea starts to develop and blossom, then you start to think, well, who's going to want this? And what kind of products do those people want to, you know, solve a problem or fulfill one of their needs? So those things kind of go together. And that's where the mission comes in and figuring out like, okay, how are we going to make an impact? And like Brian said, that could be massive scale of people, or it could be just a small community to start. So, cause I think a lot of people might not be able to wrap their head around, you know, impacting the universe, but a smaller community of people, like you don't need the whole damn pie. You just need a piece of the pie. You know, that's what everybody's looking for, a piece of the pie. And you just might be the person that impacts the universe. Um, but also understanding, you know, what do I want as a person? Because if you don't, if you think like, oh, I suck on video or I never want to get on video, then don't make your video, your video courses. Like don't base your business on video courses. Maybe you're more of a writer. Maybe um, you're, uh, you're not the type that's creative and maybe you don't want to like put together a product, but maybe you want to go leverage other people's products. Well, it's so easy to become an affiliate of products. It's so easy to, you know, start doing the research and figuring out like, where are we going to get these products from? Or maybe you're more the type of person who wants to offer a service because you have some kind of magic powers and you want to share that with the world. So just considering, you know, what you're so interested in and then it starts to develop and evolve from that. Um, and that's how you start building a brand, but you got to have brand like these people who are going out there and just dropping, you know, get these Oakley sunglasses for 50% off or get this, you know, magic jungle juice for whatever. And they're deucing these links all over their social media. Scammy. That is so spammy and it's not working. It might've worked when people started, but it doesn't work anymore. So realizing, you know, people are coming 
to social media to socialize. It's a social platform. So, you know, they're coming there to be entertained, to connect with people mm -hmm. um, and to learn. So that's kind of the next phase of it is, you know, taking that idea, building a brand and then creating a community around it. Yeah. And so whenever it comes to like the technology side of it, um, there are a lot of really cool online tools that are available that help bridge the gap so that you do not have to know coding. You don't have to be a programmer. You don't have to be a designer per se because there's a lot of really cool templates. Uh, there's really cool outsource, uh, you know, places that you can outsource getting graphic design done for very inexpensive. And then also being able to outsource, like if you need to, you know, have like a call center or something like that, there's really cool things that you can do. But what's cool about the online business space is you don't have to use every single resource that's available. You only put into place what your business will use. So I like to, to liken mm -hmm. this to a big box of Legos. You can mm -hmm. build a really cool fort with a box of Legos and still have pieces left over. But the fort looks really cool. Or you can build like a little ray gun or something with a few pieces of the box of Legos. You only need a few pieces. You don't have to use all of them. And one of the pitfalls that I see people falling into is they see all of the tools and resources that we recommend and they think that they have to use every single one. Mm. And so we've kind of switched the message on how, how we talk about building an online business because it really is very incremental and there's a lot of free resources that you can use. And then also there's some paid ones that will give you more of a premium service that it becomes a no brainer because of how it integrates with your platform or whatever it is that you're doing. So there's a lot of different ways of building it out, which is why we created the community uh, that we have is because people come to us with all these crazy wild ideas and they just need to be shot in the right direction for, okay, for your type of, of what you're wanting to create, I would use these resources and tools and this why. Yeah. And so just like bringing clarity to the whole thing, because I know that there's a lot of secrecy around how to create like membership sites, for instance, like I searched for about six months before we even created ours because there was no definitive guide for how and everything that I found about on WordPress, you had to use plugins and rigamajig it and like all these different things to flow different. And it was just a freaking mess. And mm -hmm. so you know, finding tools that actually work seamlessly is definitely imperative. Yeah. And more simple is better. Like the simpler you can break it down, the better. And we're saying that and we're like beating that drum all day now because we struggled so hard with trying to implement everything. Like, oh, we need Twitter. We need Instagram. We need Facebook. We need YouTube. We need all these things. You don't need all the things like you just need a handful of the things and you need a good content strategy. So you are serving that audience, being valuable to that audience. You are creating a bond and relationship. So you get that no love trust relationship. And then guess what? 
people are going to start to beat your drum. They're going to start to, you know, refer you to friends, share your content, tell everybody about you. And that's when your business starts to really start moving. But it's not until you start serving them. Um, but you have to do it in a simple way because if you're trying to divide yourself amongst all these social media platforms and do blogging and, you know, all these things at the same time, you're going to wear yourself out and you're going to hate your business. It's not going to be fun. So making it super simple so that you have staying power, you know, when times get tough, because they, they will, will. <laughs> they're going to get tough. You know, when things get really tough, you know, you want it to be simple. So you have a strategy. So each day you're like, okay, today's blog day, or today we're going to batch a bunch of videos or whatever it is. Um, you know what you're doing each day. That's smart. You know, I just had John Lee Dumas on the podcast and he was talking about batching his work. I, I was curious with him, like how in the world do you get to 2035 episodes, you know, after only a few years of, of work? And I was just like, God, dude, like you must do insane amounts of work because I tried, you know, to do an episode a day. It just doesn't happen, you know, and like it turns into like one every couple of days, one every three days. Um, I try to batch work and it just doesn't happen after like my third video. I'm just done Like I need to take a break. I need a foot massage. You know what I mean? Um, so, you know, um, I've tried to figure out my processes too and um, I haven't even figured it out yet I think honestly like it's really cool to batch work. I think that's smart because you can schedule stuff out um, then when you have like a, a weekend that you want to take off or like even a down week if you're sick or something You still have content going out there and of course the the professionals, you know out there They always say that it's important to have consistency when you have content um, And let's just be honest your content marketing is the foundation of any business whether it be e-commerce membership sites any online business um, Even if they're not online um, It's still content marketing because content drives people into your sales funnel and it keeps getting them back in to the mm -hmm. sales funnel when they're ready to buy. Um, and you know, so that's obviously the most important thing. And I, I knew that when I first started my business too, is that, you know, I need to do content on a consistent basis. I need to figure out not just any content, figure out what people want and need, what they're looking for, what the keywords are that are really popular out there and then build, you know, the content. And like you guys are saying, like figure out what you're really good at. I think that was just a super key decision for me because I just hated writing. Like I, I write a lot, but I can't stand doing it. Like once I get in the flow, it's fine. But like to start, it just sucks. And the one thing that I can do that I don't mind starting is, <laughs> is, is, is video and, and, and audio and podcasting, just talking and just, talking is so easy and it's so much fun, you know? So for me, it just came mm -hmm. naturally. And um, the one thing that led me to doing my membership site, um, which is kind of, you know, audience can take it as a case study if they want, um, is I was actually managing my dropship store. It took a lot of time and effort to manage my dropship store. Um, summer of 2016, we were traveling around Europe, um, selling electric bikes online all over the US. And it was just insane because these things are really hard to like manage when the customer gets the product. So we're doing a lot of stuff to manage things. And I realized that if I just started outsourcing some of these daily repetitive tasks that I have, that it would be a lot easier to travel, like do the binge traveling like you guys are talking about and manage the business at the same time, which, mm. you know, working at the coffee shops and random restaurants and, you know, like wh wherever you possibly can just sucks. And so I just had, we had to get into outsourcing. So we just did it. Um, and the way I did it was I didn't just, you know, hire somebody and do live video with them. I actually pre-recorded videos on how to do stuff. So I took any repetitive tasks that I would be doing all the time, like listing products or updating um, inventory on the site or updating pricing or whatever little repetitive tasks I had to do. And I made a, a library of videos on how to do that. 
and it was a screen share of me doing it with a little uh, uh, corner of me in the corner doing it. So because I always feel like the more connection you have with somebody, you know, the more likely they are to do good work for you and just enjoy your presence in general yeah. um, and want to help you more. So I always put myself in the corner. And, um, and yeah, so I started training VAs and, and eventually I was able to get like, you know, the small team of two or three VAs writing content for me all the time, always updating the site. And it really worked well um, for a while. And then later that year, we sold the business, so I had to let them go. Um, and now we have a new business, so we're doing the same thing again. But the, the cool thing about the process is during that process, I learned how to do uh, the tutorial videos, the training videos. And then eventually it clicked to me. I thought, if I'm training my VAs how to do this stuff, can't I train people out there, entrepreneurs, my, even if they're my potential competitors, I can create these tutorial videos, charge for access to them in the long run, and actually charge a lot of money because I was looking at the marketplace of people that make these trainings, they charge a lot of money. So I was like, I can charge a lot of money if they're charging a lot of money. Mm -hmm. I can make it better than what they're doing and mm -hmm. I can make, you know, and I can make it super valuable so that they get like tons of value so that they go to my competitors, they're like, this sucks and I'm gonna go back to Trevor's video because his course is way better. Um, and, and that's exactly what's happened over the last, like, I don't know, six or eight months. I just, right around the turn of the year, I made this big decision in my life. Um, kind of like you guys made a decision in your life to just go full force with the online business. I just decided, like, I think that's where it begins is that decision to like pursue a career path, you know? And, um, and I just decided to start making these training videos and it had sucked in the beginning. Like it was so bad. I'm looking back and like, they're actually not that bad. The beginning videos are actually really good. They're really valuable, but, but to me they suck. Cause I'm a, a like worst critic, you know how that goes. And, and, and now that I'm building it out, I'm now coming up with version two, you know, and, and doing this whole new relaunch thing. And it's really cool. Um, and it's really exciting. I think, you know, it, like, it's just a journey. It's just a process you have to go through, you know, from mm -hmm. this beginning to like getting launched and, and, and scaling. It's a lot of work, but it's worth it. And if, if, if the audience here, if all of you guys and gals weren't listening <laughs> over the last five minutes, <laughs> rewind this because Trevor just dropped some huge nuggets on leveraging your time. Yes. Like that's what outsourcing is all about. So yes. Trevor was talking about how he putting pen to paper is difficult for him, but he can get on video and he can get on audio and just rip and just be a freaking pro at it. Yeah. Guess what? There's people out there that you can hire. They're called copywriters and you can outsource copywriters to watch your video, listen to your podcast yeah. and create the written content because people learn two different ways. They learn by watching like video, they learn by, by hearing. So watching and hearing is kind of one way. And mm -hmm. then they also learn by reading. They're different people learn in different ways. And so if you can appeal to both sides of the mind, you're going to have a larger audience versus just having one type of audience. And then also he was talking about, uh, you don't have to be good in order to launch. That's what I got from this message. You just have <laughs> to make it happen. Even if you lack consistency at first, yeah. The point being is that you're bringing your value to the marketplace and making an impact in other people who relate to you. It's not that you want everyone to be your customer. I mean, let's face it, electric bikes are pretty cool. And once you learn how to buy, uh, ride a bike, you tend to not forget. But there's some people out there who would rather a unicycle. So, I mean, <laughs> if, if you're trying to sell a bicycle to someone who would rather a unicycle, it's not a fit. So, if you're looking at a full pie here, here. We'll talk about computers for a sec second. Apple products, Apple products are freaking amazing in my mind. I really don't like Windows products and Android products anymore. And Apple is just a slice of the computer pie. So 
you're looking for this little bitty slice, this little bitty niche that you're gonna serve, that you're gonna be better than everybody else, you're gonna be more consistent than any, any, everybody else. You don't have to be the expert, you just have to get in there and start because if you just start, your path is gonna to start to uh, show itself mm. to you as you go. You may not know all the tools and the resources you need at when you start, but it's your idea that you started grabbing a pen and paper and writing it down mm. that you can start to see it unfold in front of you. You'll start to make really cool connections with like Trevor here, and you'll start to be able to mentor with him and be able to uh, learn what needs to, to be done. You'll learn how to become the person who is capable of running the business. Mm. You don't have to go to college for this shit. No. And it's a lot cheaper just to go this route and to become a member and part of the community. And it's the staying power. It's the commitment. Like for instance, we have a monthly membership and we have an annual membership. And I imagine you probably do too. The annual membership is for commitment. The monthly membership is for people just wanting to dip their toe in. And those are hot people. People may just want to try it out and see if it's going to work for them. Guess what? Upgrade as soon as you can because it's the staying power mm -hmm. and it's the long-term commitment to yourself that it's going to make it this happen. It's for us yeah. quitting our jobs and burning the boat sort of thing mm -hmm. that makes it happen because that becomes your number one. That becomes your baby mm -hmm. that you're creating in your life. Yeah, and we know that from personal experience, like with coaching, you know, we've invested in ourselves a lot, a lot of money to learn the things that we know. And Trevor, you've probably done the exact same thing. So if you are just dipping your toe in and thinking, this would be fun, you know, I'm going to try this out. There's no such thing as trying out a business. Like that's a hobby and you're not going to make money. The moment that, yeah, here comes Yoda. The moment <laughs> that you decide like, okay, I'm going to commit to this. Like, let's do this thing. Let's, you know, do the training, learn the skills. Cause that's the part that's most daunting to people is, you know, developing that belief and that confidence in themselves. So once you start learning the skills that you need, like I was a hairstylist and when I got thrown in, when I threw myself into the online world and I made the decision to quit my job prematurely and all that jazz, I had no choice but to learn how to use a computer. So, I mean, there's the skills are the tricky part, but it's actually more your mindset mm. of saying, you know what? I commit to this thing. I'm going to keep learning it until I get the confidence. And then you start finding where you shine. You shine on video. You shine as a writer. You shine as a speaker. You know, there's different forms of media that you can be using. And that's so cool. That's what's the coolest thing about the time that we're living in. So, you know, just go with what you're good at and start there. And then you can build a team around the things that you're not so hot at. But I suggest learn the things first. Mm -hmm. Learn all the things first. So then when you start hiring people on, like Trevor, you know, you create a video where you can teach somebody else how to help you out. So they do it how you do it. And then hopefully they do it even better than you do it.
Yeah, it's super important. And I realized that, you know, now that I'm doing this all the time is I have to constantly be correcting myself and you know, going back and fixing these trainings because like I'm always learning as I go. I'm not just teaching them. I'm, I'm still learning. Like I, I just paid this guy Andre Chaperone for two different courses that cost me a thousand bucks, um, autoresponder madness and sphere of influence and both amazing courses based around email marketing and copywriting that are just incredible. Um, the guy is like a mastermind when it comes to email marketing and stuff like that. And then I'm also, well, I'm about to sign up for Funnel Hacks, which is a product by Russell Brunson. He does click funnels and it teaches you exactly how to do all these mm -hmm. different funnels, um, which is amazing. And you get like the full six month suite as well, which I'm thinking about moving all my stuff over to click funnels um, just because it like kind of matches up with my needs better. Um, but it's kind of a long-term process too. And I have all these different tech stacks going on like you guys were talking about, um, but it's the constant learning and then reapplication. And then also, um, <laughs> looking back and finding the data from like what you've created and like seeing like your conversion rate and like your, mm. your page speed load times and things like this, um, seeing like is what you're creating, whatever it be like a landing page or an offer. Um, does that, is that a good product market fit? Like, like Brian was talking about, um, it, it has to fit the market, you know, like whatever you're creating. Um, so number one, you have to create, you have to find a market that needs something <laughs> and then you have to provide them with a solution and then you have to figure out how to sell that appropriately and make yourself sound better than the competition. And I can't even like begin mm -hmm. to express how much time and effort it's taken to learn this stuff. Um, I started back way back when I think when I first picked up the book, uh, com secrets uh, a couple of years ago and I started reading it and then I picked up expert secrets after that. started reading that it was kind of my first introduction to sales funnels and the process of taking somebody from, mm -hmm. you know, being a front end prospect, just seeing your, uh, your content in the first place, you know, to actually bring them in, offering them some sort of a free offer. Um, getting to a, a low dollar offer and then moving them up the, the ladder, you know, the value ladder, Russell Benson calls it. Mm -hmm. And then of course, yeah. getting them into your main offer and then on the back end, selling them other things like coaching services or, or, or done for you services or, or um, branded apparel like you guys are doing. Um, do you guys want to talk, I guess, about, you know, your sales funnel and, 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 and how it's put together and how it works a little bit? Heck yeah. yeah. We actually recently had to put the brakes on our entire business so that we could put together a proper value ladder. Like we, we started with this blogging course. That was our first course that we really came out with. We had a bunch of eBooks and stuff before mm -hmm. that, but what we realized was our audience wasn't there yet. They just weren't there yet. They needed us to start them at the idea phase because we were getting a lot of people who were like, well, I'd love to build a blog, but I don't even know what my business is. We're like, great. So it probably had a little bit to do with target market, which we've learned a ton about. And then it also, and researching, um, and just understanding, you know, where our customer was at so that we could start to slowly take them through the process. So when we put our business on hold, we built five e-courses so that we would have this process to take them through and guide them through the customer journey or the value ladder. Um, yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, you've got ebooks uh, and videos, you have content that goes out publicly. So on YouTube, um, so we, we just launched a YouTube channel back in July. 
uh, and then also on Facebook doing like Facebook lives, um, and then pictures and stuff. People love to see us, you know, on volcanoes and with monkeys and stuff like that. Cause we love to travel. They don't care about <laughs> landscapes. <laughs> no, they don't care about landscape photos at all. Like Not zero anymore. engagement on those. But if we're doing something freaking goofy, they love it. Yeah. Um, and you learn that, uh, you know, people ask us, Hey, what's, what's the perfect type of picture to, to post? The one that you post. That's the perfect type of picture to post because you're not going to know unless you test. And so what do you do? You test. And then after you test, you test something on top of that test. And then you do another test. And then you keep on doing tests. And you're (laughs) refining what it is that you're doing along Mm -hmm. the way. So with our customer journey, uh, being able to give them content that meets them where they're at that starts to answer a question and may introduce questions in their mind, making them feel like it was their idea. And so when you get, when you have someone go through that phase of your blog, of the videos that you create, and everything is designed to take them along the journey. So at the end of every piece of content, you have the next step. There's always something more. There's always something more that's going to pique their interest. Mm -hmm. That's going to build upon what you had before. So with an ebook, as an example, maybe you're giving them like, for instance, we have a goal guide for couples that talks about how to create goals that you can actually achieve for couples, because that is like, those are our people, you know? So that guides them through setting goals. Well, okay, now you've got all these goals set. Well, what are you going to do with them? What sort of life do you want to live? And so you've got a call to action at the bottom of the page, uh, at the bottom of the PDF or whatever that they can click on. And that'll take them to the next step in the solution, which uh, may be like maybe a trial to the membership portal where they get access to everything that you need to start an online business, you know, starting today sort of thing. And build the life that you want with your partner. Yeah. So, so you can build that life so that you can have those experiences so that you can consciously make choices in your mind that produces an desired outcome versus being autonomic, being automatic, being, uh, you know, just driven by, uh, by just your repetitive actions every day. I can't tell you how many times driving to the fire station, an hour and 10 minute commute and not worrying which route I took to get there because I took several different routes because I'd always be, you know, having my, my, my F-150 truck as uh, like a podcast learning library. I was listening to like Mike Dillard's self-made man and mm. listening to like all these different podcasters who are amazing dudes and learning about entrepreneurship. And so taking people on that journey where now you are consciously making decisions in your mind that are producing a predictable outcome. Yeah. And I think that um, to really tie a bow on the idea of your funnel and taking them and leading them through what's next, what's next, what's next, you're painting the picture along the journey. So if you have a few ideas that you're mashing into this business, into your business, like example for us, it's couples building a business. So we need to blend that idea together that this is going to help them create their life. So the first step 
shows them that it paints that picture and then it, the call to action at the end leads them to the next step to really get it going but you're always kind of teaching them along the way like if you want this result this is what you're going to need to do and then to remember to give small wins along the way because if you're not giving them some kind of a small win then they're not going to trust you. But if you're that person that they remember, hey, Trevor's the guy who gave me that small win. Brian's the guy who gave me the small win. Aaron, whatever. Whoever gave you that small win, they're going to see you as an authority and they're going to keep coming back to your content. So whether that's a freebie that you start them with and then they take another freebie and then they take another freebie and who cares how many freebies they get. Give Let them have all the freebies they want. Yeah. We had a guy... Um, maybe this is about a month ago, join the tribe out of nowhere. Like I talked to him maybe a little bit on messenger. He just added me as a friend and then out of nowhere signs up for the tribe annual membership. And you're like, Oh, that's cool. Like neither one of us really know him. Never saw him anywhere. Never. Until he sent me a friend request. So we're like, okay. So we're on our weekly campfire question and answer. And this guy was like, yeah, I didn't really know you guys even had a business. I just thought you were sharing awesome travel pics and I wanted to know how I could do that. So I reached out to you. And he had been following us for six to eight months, he said. But here's the thing. Up until the guy, like literally like around the time that he signed up, our brand messaging completely changed. So all of a sudden, our brand messaging spoke to the guy. And all of a sudden, the things that we were giving away for free, he was like, these are my people. These are the people that can show me the way. So and a lot of people started to join after that switch. Yeah. It was the clarity of purpose of what we were producing as mm -hmm. content to our audience. Yeah. All of a sudden, we were just speaking their language, mm -hmm. giving them the freebies. Who cares how long they follow you until they it clicks and they join you when they buy your products or services or whatever? Who cares how long it takes? Just keep serving them. And like you were talking about, like we always talk about provide so much value that they're like, you know, trying to drink from a fire hose. Like there's water splurting out their ears. They're so pumped. They're like, oh my God, I can't even keep up with this person. You know, you want to be that person so that you're the go-to. Become the go-to. Yeah, if you, if, uh, if you guys have ever thought about learning about this kind of stuff, definitely recommend um, going checking out any of Russell Brunson's trainings. Um, now, specifically, if you get into his funnels, you'll see some of his videos, like Aaron was talking about the firehouse thing. Like they're literally like two or three hour long yeah. trainings, like webinar trainings. And yeah, by the end of it, I mean, you can't even watch oh, half the, video the first time. Um, and so it takes like multiple times to go and watch these videos and, and learn how all these different funnels work and, and learn how, like you were saying, like the, like, pinpointing exactly who your customer is and how you should speak to them and the clarity of purpose. And that kind of stuff is gold because yeah, once you figure that out, your business can go from like a little bit to like insane amounts of revenue because like you said, the people, they just want to give you money because you are giving them insane amounts of value. Like the, the value to money ratio is way, 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 way more exaggerated when you finally figure out exactly who you're helping, exactly what they want, exactly how to deliver mm -hmm. that to them. Yes, thank you so much, man. Like so much yes. good value in this podcast. It's cool because <laughs> these podcasts, that do, a lot of the times, uh, the best stuff comes like right near the end. And I think this one is uh, is just exactly like that. Like in the last, I don't know, ten minutes or so, um, we 
gone over some really, really, really in-depth points that I could probably and should probably go out and make like separate pieces of content about because each one of those things matter and all the different mentors that we mentioned in this episode, um, amazing people as well. And um, what I've found over time is like when you, when you dive into internet marketing and you find like re one really good mentor you love, you'll find like through their book or through their teachings mm -hmm. in one way or another that they recommend other mentors that they've learned from in the past. And now I know that every single time I read someone else's name out there that they just quickly mention, look that person up and see if they have a list, you know, and get on that list as soon as possible because they're gonna give you tons of value. Yeah, right there, that's the guy, right? And, uh, and, and that's just one of the guys. That's how many people out there. Um, like you said, Mike Dillard is, and, and Frank Kern is another guy that like I, I pay attention to a lot and you can just learn so much from Frank Kern, Matt Flynn. Yeah, Pat Flynn. I've been watching his videos like crazy lately. Uh, John Lee Dumas, of course, and um, so you know, there's just yeah. tons of more people. It's it's intense, but like I think honestly, everybody has a little bit a different perspective, you know, on all this kind of stuff, and it's cool to like get people's different people's perspectives on things. It really helps build your own perspective mm -hmm. on it, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you, yeah. you gather a little bit from all these different mentors mm -hmm. and that's what, yeah, that's what makes you so unique is because you take your own flair, your own personality from everything that you learn. And it's all these bits of information that you put together and then having membership platforms like yours, where you really like condense that information down and and really really like make it like super super thick and it's just all in one spot and you're like oh my gosh this is why I pay what I pay for my monthly or annual membership is because it's all laid out in an order that's easily consumed that I can go step by step and make it happen versus you know, doing the free route, which is not a bad route to go, it does just take more time, and going and gleaning all this information. Like, you know, go with people who have done something that you want a similar result with, mm. and, you know, buy everything that they sell. Heck like, yeah. just go in there, go through their funnels, document, screen capture, do whatever you need to do, see what makes that $17,000 a day funnel work yeah. because, <laughs> hey, guess what? Success leaves clues. And as you go through all these different guys' funnels, you're going to start to see a certain pattern, a certain framework, mm. a certain simplicity yeah. that is so desirable because it doesn't have to be complicated. And Russell shows you how to make it not complicated. Absolutely love all he does with dot-com secrets, expert secrets, and uh, his training that he does over there. So if somebody wants to uh, create an online business and they happen to be a couple um, like, like, like you and Aaron and, and like me and Julieta and, and they want to start traveling the world and stuff like that, um, you know, where can they go find you guys? Because I'm sure at this point they just want to dive into your stuff. <laughs> yeah, they can check us out at beadventurepartners.com or check us out on YouTube. We're just getting jamming on YouTube. Um, we're doing a little experiment, a free experiment over there, no paid advertising. Um, so we're having a lot of fun and uh, put content out there every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And then also on Facebook. Yep. Or if you just Google beadventurepartners.com, and I'm sure you'll probably have show notes also. Uh, we're all over the place. Awesome. Be adventure yeah. partners. That sounds great to me. Um, I love being an adventure partner with my wife and Brian and Aaron, you guys look like you have yeah. a ton of fun out there and, um, really enjoy following your guys' journey. 
And thank you so much for being on the podcast and sharing like so many valuable tips. Um, and I'm just wanted to say like from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much. <laughs> oh, thank Absolutely. you for having us. We love following you guys too. We're always the like, oh man, those guys are so cool. Where are they at now? Yeah, when do we get to meet them in real life? So we will meet very yes, soon. Yes, and go on some crazy adventure doing something. We should go on an adventure doing something that none of us have ever done before. So it's a first time for all of us. That sounds yeah. good. I could think of a few things. I haven't been skydiving yet. I've been meaning to do that. Um, I I don't think I've done a whitewater rafting yet either, like crazy status. I've done like tubing down a river, but it's not like the same. I haven't been canyoneering yet. There's a lot of things that are on my bucket list that I've kind of put off so I could build my business up first. And then, so sounds like we got some, uh, yeah. some work to go do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sounds perfect. Well, sounds thank you so much for having us. Appreciate it. So much gratitude, brother. Lots of love. All right. We'll see you guys out there.